Every four years, the stars align, the world comes to a stop, the world unites, the world becomes one. This sense chills down your spine, this brings goosebumps to your skin. On this stage, boys become men. On this stage, men become legends. This is the stage of heart. This is the stage of passion. This is the stage of illustrious beauty. This is the FIFA World Cup. Welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. I'm your host today, Javon. And as you hear from our intro, we're about to talk about the World Cup. But I'm your host, Javon, and I'm here with my co-host. Ryan Pereira, let's get this started. Javon, hell of an intro. You you moved me there for a second, man. You painted a great picture. <laughs> this is just a passion, man. This is what we do. So let's get it started. Let's get it started. So much to discuss. Limited time. Let's get the ball rolling. This is the FIFA World Cup. Any football fan knows it happens every four years. Last World Cup winners was France. Let's see who wins it this year. But let's start off um, with the group stages and who we expect to advance. You want to kick it off, Ryan? Yeah, so group stages will kick off with our hosts, Qatar, hosting Ecuador this Sunday. Uh, this is Qatar's first World Cup in the, in the finals. And it's <laughs> crazy because, you know, the way that they didn't have to qualify... Um, and a lot of controversy in the way that they kind of bought their way into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the World Cup bracket, um, in regards to Qatar, they, you know, having no history, what kind of team are we expecting from them? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I, unfortunately, I don't really see much coming from them. I don't think they're going to advance. They're going to be the second host nation next to South Africa where they didn't make it out of the group stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they have some tough competitors. Ecuador, they were kind of flying high in the South American qualification. Um, they also have Senegal. Senegal, uh, champions of Africa. Mm-hmm. They also had a great qualification as well. Uh, Mani's hurt. And I don't know how that... I don't know if they could struggle in their proceedings to these games. <laughs> but I have them as favorites to top the group, Senegal. With the mm-hmm. Dutch right next to them, uh, it, it all depends who takes points off of each other. But I, I want to say it's Senegal on top, the Dutch in second, Ecuador, and then Qatar. Yes. I, how um, do you see this playing out? I 100% agree. I think Netherlands might top the group only because Sadio Mane um, is having a nod, and I don't think they expect him to play until the group stages until the group stages is finished. So, which would be the like the last game of the group stage or into the round of 16. Um, I think Netherlands have been in good form coming into this. They have a good squad. Um, they It's kind of iffy too because I just remembered that uh, Memphis Depay is coming back from injury. Van Dijk hasn't had a good season so far. Um, but we will see. So, but for me, I think it's Netherlands stopping the group. Senegal to follow. Ecuador third. And um, Qatar, unfortunately... Um, it's gonna finish last. Group B sees England, Iran, USA, and Wales. This is kind of a hard group to call. Um, I'll dissect it first. Um, I think I honestly think England should top this group. Um, they have the quality, they have the players. My question with England is: with Will Gareth Southgate allow them to play free-flowing attacking football in the past? 
he hasn't. It's more pragmatic. But I expect England to top the group. The, no, the, the 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 how do I say? It? The challenging um, prediction would be between Wales and understandably um, USA. US has a good squad of players. They have Christian Pulisic, Pulisic, Ben and Aronson. Um, Ben and Aronson, they have a really good squad going to the US. Uh, the US going to the World Cup, I expect them to do well. I think second place is going to be a toss-up between Wales and US. I'm sitting on the fence with this one because we'll ha- also have some good players and some World Cup play- players. And then, obviously, Iran in last. But Iran is, <laughs> is, is on good form. So it's a toss-up for me with this group. Uh, same thing. I do see England finishing in first as well. Um, it's going to be a, a battle between USA, Iran, and Wales. I'm not expecting Wales too much, mainly because I feel like Gareth Bale is one of you know, it's, he's the only showpiece that they, they really have. And maybe he can win one game with a goal, but one player cannot win you this tournament, yeah. um, let alone to qualify out of the group stages, just depending on one player, that's going to be very tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, USA, they have a, a good squad of players, but they're very inexperienced. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of them are in great form either. So mm-hmm. I, and not only that, goal scoring too. Where mm-hmm. are they going to get their goals from? Mm-hmm. Iran has they're one of the best offensive records in the Asian qualifi- uh, qualifying stages. Mm-hmm. So I could see it being a three way battle. Maybe Iran might tip it. I'm, but I'm picking USA. Go, Just, go, USA. <laughs> go, go, USA. USA. Was, uh, if, they could, if any of these teams could take off points off of England, mm-hmm. I would say maybe they have, they're the favorites to qualify in second. Yes. Yes. But I do see England top of the group for sure. Yeah. And going back to your point um, with the players that um, US has, you have Giorena, Pulisic. They're both fit, both playing well. You have Josh Sargent can go through the middle. They have a good squad. You have Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams in the middle of the park. Um, you have Musa, brilliant midfield player, uh, can play in midfield. So I do see, I'm, if I had to get off the fence, I'm expecting US to take second spot. Um, but the games are played for a reason. So let's see what happens. Group C consists of Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. I'll have you set <laughs> this first. All right, so a lot of people, when they're predicting the World Cup brackets, they have Argentina as one of the favorites to win this competition. A lot of them have them going all the way. A lot of people are saying, you know, this is Messi's final World Cup year. This is his swan song. This is his chance to finally get his World Cup. And not only that, he's in great form. A lot of the Argentine players are in great mm-hmm. form as well, too. They have Alvarez, such a good squad. Martinez. They haven't mm-hmm. lost in a while. Yeah, they um, haven't lost in a while. Mm-hmm. They haven't lost. They're they're looking really good, and you know, I it, my feeling from that Argentina camp is all stress free. They they're enjoying themselves, mm-hmm. and this is a good World Cup. They don't particularly have a hard group. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Mexico might be the only one of a tough challenge. I, I could see Poland sitting back and throughout the whole of that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I expect Argentina to top this group easily. Second place, uh, I'm going to give it to Mexico. Even though their squad isn't as best as it was in previous campaigns, yeah. um, th- I'm also asking where are they getting their goals from. They got an injured Raul Jimenez coming in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Tata Martinez, he's left out some other big players like Carlos Vela, 
Chicharito, he's not going in there either. He also left out youngster Diego Lainez. Uh, he's a, he was another big player coming up for him. So is the goal scoring just going to come from Lozano? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I they do have quality and they they play as a great team. So I, I could see them just getting it over Poland. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I'm yeah they got Lewandowski Poland. They do got some solid players. Mm-hmm. But just not enough quality for me. And Saudi Arabia, I think they're going to be the whooping boys of this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. You take through the words and the thoughts out of the mouth and head. So I agree. Group D consists of France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. This is a spicy group. I don't care what Noah says. Tunisia. All right, so with all the controversy surrounding France, unfortunately, they lost Christopher Nkunku. My heart goes out to him. Lost a, he got injured during training, so he won't be it's at the shame, World Cup. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, there's no Pogba. There's no there's no Kante. Um, so that they and their core um, figures to this team who won the World Cup the last time around in 2018. Um, they do have players like Kamavinga and Chouamendi to step in, but they're young and, and inexperienced. And it all, it's all about how Deschamps play. Is Deschamps going to fit Griezmann in that starting level? I think he will because Griezmann is one of Deschamps' boys, but Griezmann has not been on brilliant form either. No, that could be because of Atleti and a whole team thing versus um, a Griezmann and his form thing. But I expect France to top the group. But to be honest, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that shocked if they didn't if they didn't even qualify only because. Tunisia can take points off France. And Denmark, we've seen what Denmark done, has done in the Euros and in the World Cup. They have always brought a good team to the, to, to the World Cup when they've qualified. And they've always compete in, in European Championships. But I expect France to top the group and Denmark second and Tunisia just missing out. But then again, there's Australia. We've seen what Australia has bring to the World Cup stage before. Exciting football. Um, it depends on... How, how, how that gets played out, but I'm calling France and Denmark to qualify Australia third and Tunisia last. I don't think there's going to be an easy game in this group. Um, I'm a little bit on the opposite with Australia. Uh, lately, I haven't seen much quality coming through Australia. The last World Cup, they did not show up. They got beaten pretty thoroughly in all their games. Um, they just don't look convincing, and they also had to scrape through to get into this World Cup. Uh, I have them fourth. Tunisia, um, they had a good qualifying campaign in their end. They will, if they could take off points between Denmark and France, maybe they could sneak through. I do have them as third, though. Mm-hmm. France, it, it, I have a feeling France, I don't know what you're going to get with them because every time they do something major in the tournament, the next tournament is just a complete and yeah. utter crap show from them. Yeah. Uh, are we expecting the same thing here? There's... There's so much storylines going on, especially you know with Mbappe, how he handled his summer transfer business. There's, you know, these little inklings of what we're getting is just some players just don't aren't getting along with him. Uh, hopefully, there isn't any divisions within the camp. I don't think we've been hearing anything of that. But this could be a big bust for France, or you know, if Deschamps can galvanize this team for a second World Cup run. But I, I got them under second. I think the Danes they're resilient, man. They, you know, after the Euros, the way they want our hearts with the whole Christian Eriksen, you know, gl- I'm glad he's back. 
Yeah, you know, he's even though he, brilliantly too, the United he, got it for he's, a steal. He, he's playing good. Mm-hmm. You know, as I hate to admit it because he's a Spurs, a former Spurs player, but mm-hmm. he is playing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have them to top their group, and I think they're just going to edge France out. And I think that's what's going to shake up this bracket if mm-hmm. France is on the other side of it in second place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now let's see what happens. Um, again, good call, good analysis. Group E consists of Spain. Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Obviously, the top two, Germany and Spain, I expect them to go through for obvious reasons. And not more so, I uh, expecting Germany to top this group because one, how they feared the last World Cup, if anyone remembers that, it was a disaster. Plus, the coach now, I think it's Hansi Flick. Hansi Flick, the coach, he's a brilliant coach. I give him everything. He won everything to win at Bayern, won the treble at Bayern, and he moved up to national team level. So, he's a better coach than um, Joachim Lowe. I expect um, Germany to actually set this group alight. Kai Havertz plays better for Germany than he plays for Chelsea. Yusuf Makoko coming in for the injured team of Werner. I've had eyes on that kid for a while. He's really brilliant. In a good structured system, um, he can do some damage. And I'm just expecting a, 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 a nice, a good, really good show for from um, Germany and to prove that they're back on top. Spain, I expect to finish second. It's always the question around Spain. Ever since David Villa retired, where are the goals coming from? Alvaro, Mata, Alvaro, Alvaro Morata sometimes cannot hit a barn door from five yards out. He, he ain't it. <laughs> He's not it. He's not it. They didn't bring Gerard Moreno. Who I thought they should have brought to, especially after the Villarreal run. Exactly. I they didn't bring Jordan Moreno. I don't know where's where the strikers coming from. Maybe Ansofato will play through the middle. Maybe Ferran Torres will play through the middle. But the issue with Ferran Torres is he needs five chances to score one goal, which is not good enough at this level. Um, Costa Rica, I expect finishing third and Japan last. The Japanese do have some good players. There may be a dark horse for this group to cause an upset. You never know. So, think? I'm going to flip the Spain and Germany. Um, yeah, Germany, they're looking like they're picking uh, back up. I just don't think they're going to get goals uh, or enough goals to get them in first place. Uh, the Spain team, while they aren't as threatening as the previous Spain teams of, you know, the 2010s, the 2012s, they're very good in terms of how they keep the ball, they move the ball around. Their issue is this. They don't have that recognized goal scorer. They also don't have Sergio Ramos, too, in the defense. I wonder how that's going to play. Because I mm-hmm. thought he's a big character for them to miss out. They also yeah. don't have Thiago, mm-hmm. no David De Gea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like those might be big misses for them, but maybe in the latter stages of the competition. Mm-hmm. But for here, I think they could see out Germany. Maybe they'll – I have a feeling it's going to be a draw between these two. And mm-hmm. I could see those two going, you know, going through. It all depends who gets the better of the other teams. Who can they outscore the most? Uh, I have Japan over Costa Rica. Japan does have some exciting players. Uh, the gentleman from um, Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, he mm-hmm. escapes me. Kamada. Yeah. He's exciting to watch. We got Super Tomiyasu. He's going to be leading that defense. You, you know, you're going to see it, mm-hmm. you know, star, uh, you know, starring it up, representing mm-hmm. Arsenal the best way that he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costa Rica, I feel like it's, I don't want to be harsh in saying this, but it, I feel like their time is kind of going. Kaylor Navis is, yeah, you know, dwindling down. Just, 
it keep it straight. It's do, it's dwindling down. It's going away. It, yeah, it is. They had they had a good qualifying campaign as well. Uh, they did leave it a little bit late. Um, same thing. Where are the goals coming from? So it, it'll be a little bit tricky for them to get any points off of anyone if they could get it off Germany or Spain. That I I don't see it. So I have them fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I agree. Um, similar running order. Group F has Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. <laughs> this is this is not a this is this is not fun. I, I don't like for this is the group of death for me. This you think is, so? This and Group H when we get to Group H, but Canada did did you did you see that unbeaten qualifying run? You cannot push that to the side. No, you can't. Um, the way the you know, uh, the way they Kyle qualified, Aaron, Jonathan David. The way that these yeah. guys were playing, mm-hmm. no, they they, they were inspired to watch. Yeah, and it is Concacaf for those who's gonna say, but it's Concacaf though. This is a whole different level. Um, I I I expect Belgium to qualify top because it's the la- this is their last chance. This is it for the golden generation. This is it. They're missing Lukaku. They're missing no, Lukaku. They're, Hazard's you know, not on form. Hasn't been in form for a while. I he, he's been missing for a while. Actually, I change Croatia to top the group, Belgium second, <laughs> Canada just missing out, and Morocco last. Uh, I have Belgium first over Croatia. Same thing with Croatia. Uh, while they're still a good team and they have some exciting players coming through, they still have all their experienced veterans going through mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Belgium will get the best of them. Kevin De Bruyne, he's he's mm-hmm. looking good. Yep. Um. Maybe he can Carrasco. inspire this Belgium team. Carrasco. And Carrasco always shows up for for Belgium. For Belgium, he does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. Maybe. Hopefully, one of the hazards can do something. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, so. Can Canada upset any of these two teams? I could see it happening. Uh, I could see it happening to Belgium. I could see it happening to Belgium. Um. But it. I think it's. I think it's gonna. This is one of the groups where the decision could come down to the last match day. Do you so, see an upset in this group? I think Canada is that is the boys that are Canada are the team that's not gonna follow the script. They're gonna go and upset everything. Oh, you you got them as the dark horses. Yes, yes, I okay. got them as the dark horse. Um, for this for Group F, Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Brazil. Switzerland, and Cameroon. Brazil all day. I have them winning the whole thing. Neymar, Vinny, Rafinha, Rafinha, Anthony, a brilliant squad. I have lost words. I'm fangirling over this team right now. <laughs> so I expect them to top the group comfortably, making changes in the last game, resting their big players. Um, in second place, Cameroon is not the team of um yesteryear, um years ago. A different is a change tide, but they did have a good run in the African Cup of Nations. Um, it's a toss up between Cameroon and um Switzerland. This is also not a good, not an easy group to predict, but I'm gonna go Brazil and Cameroon. Oh, Brazil, listen, that Cameroon's a big call because I, I unfortunately I have them as fourth. Uh, the way they qualified in the last dying embers of their qualification game was. It was just dramatic the way they, you know, they were able to get that final plane ticket here from Africa. So, 
unfortunately, I don't see enough quality from this squad to push through, especially through scoring goals against a tough Serbian and Switzerland team. Yeah. Uh, this group is very similar to the 2018 World Cup where Brazil, Serbia, and Switzerland were also in the same group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil and Switzerland did pass at that time. I do see Brazil top in the group. Switzerland, unfortunately, I think they're going to miss out. This Serbia team, they're looking tough. They're looking they tough. Are. They got Mitrovic, man. They, this guy's on fire. Is it I think he'll score goals. I think I'm going to it, it is <laughs> never too late to change. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Serbia. <laughs> With Brazil, man, I, I I have more coming from them later, but mm-hmm. I, it, it's exciting you know, for Brazil right now. I, I expect some great things from them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Group H consists of Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. How do you call this group? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This one was a tough one. A majority of people have Portugal as favorites. Uh, there's, I don't see why. Honestly, I don't see why. Because of how the coach plays with that team, they play too pragmatic. Um, but they should be favorites. Let me just say that. With the Sorry, quality continue. that they have? No, you're right. They should be favorites. But the way Fernando Santos lines up his teams, at times it's very defensive. It's Sometimes it's a little slow to start. And... <laughs> They they shot themselves in the foot a couple times. So but much they, times. They so managed to times. get through qualifying. And, you know, credit to them. They're here where they are because of the hard work that they put into it. Mm-hmm. But the biggest X factor is going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> you know, with all the drama surrounding him and his latest interview. Oh, boy. It, it's, it's major. And hopefully mm. that could take some pressure off of Portugal. You know, some mm. people could look at it that way. Or it could come add more pressure onto them especially if he doesn't score yeah i think that'll be major but that's but that's the thing it's gonna add i think it's gonna add pressure because ronaldo's gonna look into be that guy in this portugal team this is his last world cup probably his last set of running games to portugal he's going to be that guy he's going to want to take each game by the scrub of the neck and prove a point to united this could be good for portugal if he actually is able to pull it off but the question is on everyone mind, everyone's mind, including mine. I'm a huge Ronaldo fan. Ronaldo over Messi all day for me. Is can he still do it at this level? And as an honest fan, and as a soccer, um, I want to call myself a journalist. Uh I'm going to say no. If I'm being honest, he lost it. He lost his. Um, I would say he lost his. He's losing his powers, but. I'd never put it past him to surprise the world. Him and Messi, I'll never put it past them to, to you know, that last dance, that, that last dance alone to see if he can actually, you know, remind the world who he is and why he has so much records. So I'm going to argue with you for a second because in a way you kind of, you're arguing with yourself with that last statement you just said there. You said Ronaldo's lost it, but you also, you know that there's something in there. You know yes. that he has his super, he hasn't lost it yet. Uh, I just think he's going through a tough time with Manchester United. Mm-hmm. I do think he's still a phenomenal finisher. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure Portuguese players would rather have him on the field. Now, hopefully he gets his goal so that it you know, it just all goes away. Because once he gets his first, second goal, he'll be, I, I think he'll That's be, he'll be enjoying himself. And yeah. I do see him. He's like the Tom Brady. This guy's phenomenal. He's an amazing athlete. I see him going into the next World Cup. I'm calling it now. <laughs> no, no, he's he, not. He, he he's will not. prolong his career into his 40 <laughs> scoring goals, and he, he's just going to continue. But enough about Portugal. I do have them top in the group. Like I said, Ronaldo's the X factor there. I'm going to put Uruguay in second. They also got. They're a talented squad. They're tough. 
They're tough to beat. They're tough to play against. They're the Atletico Madrid of South America, if that makes sense. Uh, the good Atletico just, Madrid, not the bad one now. Yeah, they, <laughs> they can score some goals, man. Mm-hmm. They can battle you out, you know. Mm-hmm. They'll rough you they, up. They'll fight they can you. get gritty. Oh, man, they can get gritty. A mm-hmm. lot of their games, they, they'll show it to you, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that's why I see Uruguay. They have, a little, they have some class with them. They have some talent. I, I have them over Ghana and Korea. Uh, Korea, I just, I'm not seeing much from him. Yuming Sun is not in the best of form. I don't think he can carry the team like how a Gareth Bale can carry the Wales. Mm-hmm. And with Ghana, just not enough in there for me. Can they best Uruguay? Can they best Portugal? Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see that either. Yeah, I have this. Um, I'm, I have Portugal top in the group and Uruguay finish second. But hopefully, there's some up- upsets because. What is the love of this game without upsets, right? Who out of the group stages? Who is your biggest upset uh, that you think may not go through? Honestly, looking at all these groups, England, England. Because think about it. Look at look at how Southgate plays. I expect them to top the group and go through, but it would be a big upset because it's equal where. Um, some of the players are not in form or for some of the rougher games, I could see a good US side and a good Iran side taking points off England mm-hmm. are drawing the game. So I could see England not going through. I could also see France not going through just because Denmark and Tunisia are not necessarily easy teams to play against. They have that curse too. Exactly. Um, I expect Spain and Germany to go through. Uh, maybe Morocco can do something and Belgium doesn't go through. This is last dance alone for the golden generation. And um, if you really look on paper, only De Bruyne and Carrasco stands out in terms of proper form. No okay. one else really stands out. Um, and I would say that's pretty much it. Uh, maybe, <clears throat> maybe, yeah, that's it for me. That's it. Okay. In regards to England, uh, the reason why I don't see it is their squad is just significantly better than all the others. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think this English team is playing with that pressure that they've had before. But there's, if, there's always going to be some criticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But their squad is just good. A lot of their players are in good form too. Um, I'm sure Southgate. I know and he's probably going to start Maguire, and I have a feeling he's going to get slack for that. Mm-hmm. Maguire's going to mess up. It's Maguire. Because think, Magu- think about it. Think about it. There, I think there is that pressure. Quarterfinals of the last of the last World Cup, semifinal. No, semifinals of the last World Cup, finals of the Euros. Mm-hmm. In terms of trajectory, where do you think it? England fans are expecting it. England fans, core, um, hardcore England fans, are expecting them to win it. Which is yeah, they want they to want me, to take it home. Yeah, yeah. To me, I think it's perfectly logical if you're going on trajectory and predictions. That's not how the real world works in certain scenarios, but um it is what it is. So I think there is that pressure for this team to bring it home because semifinal and a final in the last two major competitions, why not? I think what's preventing them from doing that is the actually the coach. He's too pragmatic. And mm-hmm. In the last two competitions, England has had a very favorable draw. I don't think necessarily this group is a favorable group, if I'm being honest. Because if the U.S. gets their duck in, ducks in order, Giorgina starts playing ball, Pulisic starts playing ball, 
and they can find that core, they can take points off England. And I'm not saying they can beat England, which they they can, and they can more than draw with England. That's still points taking points off England and Wales b- between um, Dan James, um, Gareth Bale, and some other um, top class players that that Wales are bringing to the competition. Why not? No, no, you're right. And you're right on that sense. Every one of these games, like every time England plays Wales, Ireland, and Scotland, it's like a like a derby. It's like a it's a, one of those gritty exactly. 1-0, 1-1 matches that they always feel. So I could see that with Wales. But they don't face Wales until the third game. The first game is against Iran. If they start off slow with that, and not, let's say Iran sneaks a point, now England has to get a result against the United States because they don't want to leave it until the final game with Wales. And I can see that. Yes, and look at I look at the game with US and Wales. That's a big game right off the jump. Mm-hmm. Like the winner of you could arguably say the winner of that game will will finish second in the group. Mm-hmm. No, because if you're right, whoever wins that game, right, they're going to be sitting pretty to whoever their next match is. To where, mm-hmm. hey, they don't, especially if England and Iran draw, mm-hmm. they don't have to because they play against those other teams as well. So England yes. will play United States, Wales, and Iran. So. Wales, whoever gets the win on the first game between United States and Wales, they're under no pressure whatsoever to win that second game. Yeah, and if United States win versus Wales, right? Draws versus England, and it comes down to that last game, England versus Wales, that nitty-gritty, I could easily see England going home. I would would honestly favor Wales in that match. Because it's a nitty gritty, and and, and and Wales has nothing to lose because they're not no. playing with any expectation. No, when, no, no. If you know how English fans are, you know how the world football fans are. If England is in that predicament, can the players handle the pressure? And that's why I'm saying I could see um, England not making it out the group stages. I may sound no. crazy, but it is a plausible scenario. You know what's pretty damning that in your own country, you know, your own media tearing you down. I'm talking about the English, you know, mm. how they tear them, uh, the, the own team down. Mm. It's all the other countries around, like Europe, they, they're not big fans of England. Exactly. They don't because want of them the to win. <laughs> exactly. They don't want them, want them to win. To win. Yeah. So it's like, it's the lose-lose situation with that. Um, so yeah, the pressure can pile up, especially if they start slow. England does have the better squad compared to all these three teams. Yeah, but it's all Gareth Southgate uses the squad. And he doesn't use the squad in an attacking, free-flowing football way. So (laughs) And they're not in good form coming into this, the whole England squad. They lost all their Nation League's games. They got relegated into Group B. Uh, This could be a a bit of a kickstart, maybe a turnaround. I I do see them going past in this group, but I have a feeling they're going to mess up later in the stages. Yeah, me too. But to answer your question, upset gotta be England. <laughs> gotta be the one for me. Who do if, you? Who's your upset? Who do you think? If I were, if I were to predict one upset, man, I really want to go with France. I really want. I really want. <laughs> I to. Yeah, me too. There's just something about them that's just you know you're just looking. You know you're getting injuries from a couple places here. Um, is. I have a feeling they're going to choke up on one of those games. Their first game is against Australia. I think they can beat Australia. That's fine. Easy. Their mm-hmm. second game against Denmark, I think Denmark will shock them. I think yeah. Denmark will just I snatch think a Denmark victory beat, there. Honestly, I think Denmark beats, beats Tunisia. And then France is going to have to show up against Tunisia in that last game. 
and I think and then, Tunisia will definitely beat Australia. And yes, Tunisia, I think Tunisia will be on better goal difference than France coming into that last game. And yeah, I think, and, and, and the group's wide shot open. Them. Exactly, the group's wide open. <laughs> I like how we just totally contradicted our predictions. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, that's the fun of this because, it's like, wherever, like, let's say a team versus, you know, they get first or second, it completely changes the whole dynamic of the latter stages. Exactly. Because I remember in the last World Cup. England went into the final game with Belgium. You know, they were looking at us like, yo, if we lose this, we don't have this much competition over here. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then the way they just <laughs> went, made their way to the semi. Well, credit to them, they won their games. But you don't really see that with this World Cup. A lot of the teams are mixed a little bit more comfortably. You look at every group, you could kind of pick your two winners. Mm-hmm. Without much, you know, without much debate on that, but then you could see we're we're looking for reasons to tear down France. We're looking for reasons to tear down England. <laughs> yeah. Um. So y- you look at this uh, the dynamic coming up to them. It's like n- maybe there is something here for France for them to lose. With you know the whole you know, first of all the curse that they have. You know, uh, after winning the ninety World Cup, the way they crashed out of the Euros. Yeah. Two thousand two World Cup. Oh man, they were. I think they were the worst team in that in that tournament. Yeah, so... Uh, 2006, they made the miraculous run to the final. I know. 2010, yeah. you know, there was just uh, mutiny. <laughs> mutiny. <laughs> they they, they, they wanted no part. They <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. Um, A little bit better in 2014, and then 2018, the one they won the whole darn thing. Thing. So, uh, the, will the cycle repeat? Let's see what happens. Uh, we'll definitely see what happens. I wanted to um, ask you, who do you think is... The player of the group group stage, and who you think could be the surprise team of the group stage? Like you never expect them to to to, to play like this, much like oh. the last Euros and how Italy surprised the entire world. In my predictions, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I've, oh, you saw it there. I was very straightforward with all my picks. Uh, I, I'm, if I'm playing with house money, I'm gonna choose the favorites to go through. And in a tournament like this, the World Cup, you want to bet on experience. You want to bet on the team's history, how their their form is, uh, quality. And the top teams, you know, obviously the Germany's, the Spain's, the England's, France, Brazil, Argentina, they have that. They have the history. They have all of those criteria. Then you take everything I just said, you throw it out the window because this is the World Cup. Exactly. You you're going to see one to two teams that tend to choke, and it happens every World Cup. You saw Last Spain year. happen in 2014. Germany, oh. twenty eighteen. Germany, twenty eighteen was another big one. France in twenty ten. Uh, so you, uh, you see a lot of these dynamics that play in. It's like you know who who has it. Uh, so to answer your question, in what was it? The you're saying the best player, right, yeah, or the best who, team? Both. Who do you think is gonna be the best player of the the competition? Um, for the for, group stages only. For for the, only for the group stages and um the best team for the group stages, or uh, a sub not the best team because I'm expecting Argentina and Brazil to be t- the, the best teams in their respective group, but like a surprise team, whether they qualify or not, but they play nice attacking football. I guess they would qualify if they do that. So um, surprise, like I said, that's tough. But if I were to give it, let's say if Canada can make a run in the group stages, they catch form, they could, they could sneak up on either a Belgium or Croatia. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll give it to like a Kyle Lahren scoring a couple goals here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I really wanted to go a little bit more sure of myself, if Mane becomes fit and 
and we're asking for a miracle here. Mm-hmm. But maybe he could sneak his his Senegal side up into first place. I could see mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not expecting much from the USA. I'm not expecting much uh, from Poland or Mexico either. So it, it's a tough question there. And you know, if I were to give it an outside shot, it would have to be to Canada. Mm-hmm. The Kennedy. Um, for me. I think a team that could be that could come into this World Cup, play brilliant football, surprise us with just team spirit. Denmark, Denmark okay. or Uruguay, because no one expects anything from those two teams, except Uruguay, because people expect Uruguay to at least at least make it to the next round. Mm-hmm. But I expect route... Denmark as well, and yeah. based off of their group, mm-hmm. and. The Uruguay plays rigid football, but how nice would it be to see them play that scintillating football that no one expects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, play off the tournament. I want to see Vinny, Vinicius Jr. ball out, man. I want to see him ball out. I think this could be his tournament. I think it's it could. Um, I don't want to put pressure on him. Uh, but the entire the entirety of Brazil is already doing that. Um, to kind of take over for, from Neymar, um, I, and I want to see who, what Pedro is made of. Pedro from Brazil. I I, I don't see him starting. Pedro, you no, know, I just uh, want to see what he's made of. Uh, the guy's a good goal scorer. He's you know from this campaign, he's averaging what a goal every two games. Uh, he helped Flamengo team. win the Libertadores. <laughs> so uh, right now that he's and he's doing pretty good in the the Brazilian championship. So. Give or take, I, 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 maybe he'll come in if Brazil are needing goals, especially in the latter stages. But that whole Brazilian lineup, man, I'm telling you, I got a little bit more to come for Brazil. Mm-hmm. But I, I, expect, I expect some good things if he does come on. I think he's a good goal scorer, and maybe he could be Europe-bound for a second stint. Come to Chelsea, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So that kind of concludes... Um, the group stages of the World Cup and um, what we see, how we, Ryan and I, from the final whistle seat, um, see it being played out. So, Ryan, um, switching switching a bit, a bit of gears here, you previously um, spoke about Ronaldo for Portugal and his comments from the interview. What do you think of this entire debacle and, it, and and I want you to factor in leaving the stadium early early in the season and stuff like that for United so like I said before uh, Ronaldo he's Portugal's X factor um, yeah we all know he's getting on in age uh, I do still believe he still has something to offer this Portuguese team for the World Cup and I think he could still deliver at club level as well he does need to drop his level I just don't think you know the Premier League right now is for him uh, he doesn't have to prove it anymore. Uh, the whole thing, you know, let's start back in the summertime where he requested his move out. Um, yeah, you could you could tell that the guy wanted to play Champions League football. Uh, United were, they're under that rebuilding stage, and I don't think he wants part of that. But I guess United couldn't come into an agreement. They didn't want to let him go, not for free. Uh, and it kind of seemed like there was no suitors out there for him. So, 
maybe you, that plays into it to where, you know, Ten Hag is coming in. It's like, okay, they're going to try to utilize him. And the first couple games where he was starting, it just, that United team was rubbish. That was, it was a bad United team. Uh, a lot of it had to play in part with Maguire and, and how he also faltered as well. But that is an understatement. <laughs> but back onto the Ronaldo, um, I think it just progressively got worse to him not scoring goals. To you know, every time he stepped onto the field or when he started, Man United just were sluggish versus the Man United without Ronaldo. They were just a lot more electrifying. They there there was an intensity about them. Mm-hmm. Um, they just weren't always looking for Ronaldo, which I feel at times can hold them back. Mm-hmm. And they just there was a freedom to them. And it, I, I guess it, it, it got even worse where in the Spurs game, he wasn't happy about not starting again. And he refused to come on in the dying minutes. And of course, he left the same. It's like, come on, man. You're putting it about yourself versus the team. And now come to this stage where same thing. He's just not starting enough. He's, you know, he's not scoring when he does play. And he feels like he, I don't know why he had to do the interview now. You know, you just, oh, you're not just throwing your club under the bus, but I feel like you're throwing your players as well. But it's like, how can you do that to them after last year? They kind of helped you get to your goals. Mm -hmm. You know, he made it seem like he was carrying Manchester United and that Manchester United owe him. But if you look at it the other way around, it was Manchester United gave him the platform to succeed. And I'm talking about his first time there. Mm-hmm. When he joined as an eighteen-year-old, mm-hmm. so you know he used you know he used that platform to build himself up to get that dream of to Real Madrid. But I'll tell you what, Manchester United was still Manchester United before Ronaldo, and they'll be Manchester United after Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, the thing is with Ronaldo, um, he thinks he still got it at the level he had it five years ago when he doesn't, and he doesn't know how to cope with that. Now, with that being said, I'm not saying he still doesn't. Have, he, he still cannot do something special. I'm just saying, for his age, a club like Manchester United, and I said it on here, has to figure out what they're doing with Ronaldo and move on. If you're not going to try and incorporate everything to make Ronaldo the focal point, and I'm not saying a club has to, you should have moved him on from the summer because every man and their dog could have tell you that this was going to happen. Maybe not in the manner of how it happened, but we knew he was going to throw his toys out the pram and cause a whole fit. I said this on here um, when we covered the transfer, the transfer window, the transfer window episode of this podcast. No, we're at the stage. I think he gave that interview because he knows deep down that's his last game for Manchester United. There's reports out there that Ten Hag, oh, that Ten Hag, that Ten Hag went to the board and said Ronaldo can play for him again. And what Ronaldo did was played into Ten Hag Ten Hag's hands. Because a couple of weeks, ten a couple of weeks ago, Ten Hag made Ronaldo captain. Extending some of uh somewhat of uh what do you call it? Uh Olive Branch. Olive Branch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that didn't do anything. So Ten Hag is just doing what he has to do as a coach and Ronaldo it's like Ronaldo spoke to Lukaku bro. Ronaldo spoke to Lukaku. Lukaku gave an interview for Chelsea last year. No. <laughs> no, Ronaldo wasn't give another interview. Lukaku's wasn't as damning as how Ronaldo, the way he worded it, the way he said that, 
you know, he doesn't respect Ten Hag. The way he throws United under the bus and saying that they're not what they used to be, that mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. They they hired Ralph Ragnick, and he didn't even know who he was. He's not a coach. I thought it was a little bit damning on his end, a little bit disrespectful, uh, unprofessional at best, you know, mm-hmm. if I were to phrase it that. It's like... Mm-hmm. You, maybe he could have done without it or maybe waited till after the World Cup. If like, Listen, if you're unhappy, you tell the manager, it's like, hey, January, I want out. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure it out a way a little bit more Professional. professionally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, do it on the same page because now United, they have all, they could just keep him at the club if they wanted to and, you know, not play him, just keep him at home if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make, it doesn't do them any good by doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's better for United to cut ties with him, hopefully to look out a way for him mm-hmm. to leave. And, you know, Ronaldo has to find his pastures anew, whether it's going back to Portugal, but he's going to need to take a pick. He, wherever he goes, he's going to need There's to take a pick. Plain devil's advocate. Ronaldo's kind of not the first big name player to say this upon his move to United. Alexis Sanchez said it after the first training session. Zlatan said it. And a bunch of other plays saying the club looks big from the outside, but inside it's small. Now, that could be the coaching staff. That could be a whole new list of things. I'm not on the inside. If Manchester United, someone from Manchester United is, or here, is hearing this, um, DM us. We'll happily have an interview. And we can work for you if you need to. Just say it. Throw that out there. <laughs> Um, but in all seriousness, he's not the first player to say so. But we'll just see how this rolls on. Another onto another big name player for another big um national team. And I think this is more of an issue than Portugal because mm-hmm. Portugal has players that can come in and replace Ronaldo at this current stage. This player is Eden Hazard. He has not been on form. Not been playing well. He has not gotten games. He had one great game against Celtic, and he still came off the bench for that, I think. Or if he started, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. He, when Belgium was at their flying best, he was an integral part of this team. Now, Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne can carry this team to a certain next step, extent. Lukaku's not fit. Who's they gonna, who they're going to start up front? I do not know. Maybe Bashuai, maybe. Um, I don't know how Belgium's going to line up. I expect uh, Thurgan Hazard to do something because he has been been in better form than his brother and Yannick Carrasco to start. But I, I tell you, man, this Belgium team is looking really weird to me with all Hazard in it. Or knowing that Hazard is not the Hazard from um, Chelsea days. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I could have sworn I saw a picture of Hazard on my milk carton. Um, you know, <laughs> as one of those missings. You know, hey, I can't find him. That's where it's been with him for the last couple of seasons. Just ever since his move to Real Madrid, it's just been worse and worse. You know, uh, fitness issues, not scoring goals, not training hard enough. And that comes down to him. Uh, With Belgium, he's a little bit better. He looks like he's performing. Roberto Martinez is probably still going to start him. But I'm not too worried. You know, if I was the opposing team, I, I wouldn't be too worried with him. Um, I would be focused more on the other guy, their main man, Kevin De Bruyne, where he's on the most wanted list. You see him, you mark him, you make sure you have two people on him. Mm-hmm. Don't put him on his right foot. Guess what? Mm-hmm. His left foot is just as good. 
Exactly. Um, one pass. One pass on their defense is split. The Romelu Lukaku not coming. I think that could be a big blow for them. Uh, He's going. They brought him. Is, he, they brought him because you can remember, you can bring 26 players now. They just brought him because he's supposedly supposed to be fit in the latter stages. Hey, if he could get fit. And it, it's tough when you're coming from an injury so quickly, so suddenly. Uh, I, I think that might be a damning blow for them in the latter stages too, where it's just it's not enough. Uh, but, you know, if he comes back and this Belgian team just starts starting to find their groove, maybe he can surprise us. And I wouldn't say they're going to go all the way. Because mm-hmm. if if you look beyond Lukaku, you look beyond De Bruyne, you look beyond Carrasco, who's really going to score their goals for them? Uh, maybe they surprise us with one of those new players. Because I think, like, I have a feeling that every World Cup, there's a player that I don't know, or a new player just... Sets the world alight, and after the seven games, they get a big move to a big club. So maybe they'll come with someone that we don't know. Um, let's see what Roberto Martinez does. Um, then, yeah, uh, eh, Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. Last, last chance, last dance, last chance saloon. This is uh, you know for some of their players that they have there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is maybe their last chance. Uh, the Bruyne, I think he still might have one more World Cup uh, as, as long as he stays fit. I think he can still deliver. The guy's class. Uh, the guy, you know, he could score. He could set up. Um, he, when you're watching him, he it looks like he makes the game look so easy for him. You know? yeah. That's the kind of player that he is. Yep. Um, hey, we will see what happens. I can't wait for the first game on Sunday. It's going to be beautiful. And that brings us to the end of the final whistle podcast. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining me today. Um, please remember to follow us on all our shows on, our, on all our socials. I don't know why I got tongue tied here. Uh, the final whistle podcast on Instagram. We have a new logo coming soon, so look out for that. Um, we have our YouTube. We have our YouTube um, coming soon. Um, should be able to find our our welcome predictions on YouTube um, when we have all the boys on. Uh, so follow us at the Final Whistle Podcast on Instagram. That's the one with the blue logo, as it is currently. Follow us at the Final Whistle um, 10 on on Twitter. That's the Final Whistle 10. Replace the E at the end with a 10. And you can... When the YouTube is up, I will <laughs> drop the YouTube handle. Um, you can follow me at KXNG underscore Arctic on the Instagram. Ryan, what's your social? I can't find you. Uh, you can follow me at GISHUBI at Instagram. Yes. Follow up. Um, let's get the page, let's get our Instagram page up. And thank you guys for listening to us. I'm your host, Javon. Um, my co-host. Ryan Pereira. Thank you for having me. Yeah, catch you guys on the flip. <laughs>